Welcome to Get Together, a community podcast for fans where we cover all things games, entertainment, and technology, exclusively here on the GET Network. I'm your host, Showtime, alongside with my good friend here, Buddha. What's good, Buddha? What's going on? How are everybody doing out there? All right, all right. And we can't thank you enough for setting aside some time to be here with us today. Together, we'll be bringing you the latest about games, entertainment, and tech from around the world. On this week's episode, we'll be talking about Eminem coming to Fortnite, PS5 is getting The Last of Us Part 2 Remaster, and the Penguin spinoff, a Star War and along with Star Wars, which has a new creative lead and Apple's next iPad update, and much, much more. So whether you're a gamer, a movie or TV buff, or even a tech geek, Get Together is the podcast for you. So what's up, Buddha? How you been? Been good. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. I can't out here. Still out here in Cyberpunk. Yeah. I haven't gotten to the Phantom Liberty expansion yet, but I'm just taking my time, slowly enjoying it, uh, and watching yeah. TV, watching Invincible, actually. Invincible has been pretty good. Other than that, how about you? How are things with you? Uh, with me, I'm still uh not even caught up on uh cyberpunk to be honest. Um, I'm still uh, pre missions, like still getting to learn the game. Um, but besides that, I've definitely been on uh Fortnite OG. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Uh, Harry Potter. I'm trying to finish up. I uh, actually got back into God of War Ragnarok, which I dropped after like maybe. Uh, uh, six hours of gameplay, so I'm still trying to finish up that as well. Uh, catching up all of these shows, we got Big Mouth on Netflix and just Attack on Titans. Um, they just finished the dub for um, what is that show called? Uh, jeez, what show are you talking about? Um, My Hero Academia. So they just yeah, so I'm. Sh- so right now I'm also trying to finish up My Hero Academia, which they just actually dropped the dub version. So My Hero came back. And yeah, My Hero came back. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that. Yes, sir. So let's get into the first topic of the day with gaming. Let's go. So this comes from Emma Roth at The Verge. Eminem is coming to Fortnite as part of the game's Chapter 4 finale. Epic Games has confirmed Eminem will appear during the live finale, while players will get to purchase a few different skins modeled after the rapper. Fortnite's final event, called the Big Bang, kicks off on December 2nd at 2 p.m. ET. Is um, Fortnite's final event, called the Big Bang, kicks off on December 2nd at 2 p.m. ET in an updated page on Fortnite's website. Developers say you can watch Eminem as Eminem during the event, which marks the end of Fortnite OG chapter. That brought the game back to its roots. Fortnite is called an event the new beginning for the game, potentially hinting at a new island. So how you feeling about that? Eminem? The real Slim Shady? The real one. Coming to Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is, I think this is big. I mean, Fortnite has always been big for all the youngins out there. And the fact that they're able to turn this game, which is basically a battle royale, and add so many different non-battle royale elements to it, is uh, a testament to the team, the creative department, and the game designers that can just 
just think about all these things up. I remember they did Travis Scott concert. They did an yes, Ariana Grande concert. And think Mark about Bello. that. Yeah, like, think um, about those things where you're in the video game and you have a concert in the video game. Yeah, that's that takes, dope. Oh, it, it takes me back to the Ready Player One movie where do you want to live in the metaverse and it's like, hey, in the future, if you want to go to concerts, you actually don't have to go to the concert. You put your headset on, jump into like a Fortnite experience and grab yourself a snack. And I mean, Fortnite is also not the only one that's doing it. I believe Roblox kicked off with Lil Nas X. Um, I've heard that was really dope and they had the biggest jump ever on the game. Um, so a lot of these games are actually trying to build in these real life experiences. Um, I hope Grand Theft Auto can also do it as well. I think bringing a live experience to GTA could definitely possibly be something big. <laughs> yeah, that I wouldn't even know how GTA would do it because like GTA likes to go with realism and then with Roblox like you have obviously it's clearly not realism and then Fortnite you have the the cell shaded kind of aspect of it so the textures don't have to be as realistic as they need to be with GTA they go for a little bit more realistic approach mm -hmm. I remember in GTA 4 you can watch the TV in the game and yep. they had like a Cat Williams special and I used to watch that in the game. So like things like that, I think that's like, that would be like, they would have a concert on TV and you watch it like in TV, in the game kind yeah. of thing. Most definitely, most definitely. And um, can't wait for this to drop. I might hop off for that Eminem concert. I was there for Travis Scott, I was there for Marshmello, so I might just hop in. I don't even know if I even have a Fortnite account. Like, Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> I, know. It's, it's I need you to come on with me. <laughs> I might, I might just make one just, just to see Eminem. You know, hey. I can, can, I can't even imagine if I was like when when Eminem came out and I was like a big Eminem fan in school during that age, and if they have Fortnite doing this in that age, I would, yeah. that would be crazy. That would be crazy. And I mean, I know Fortnite just recently uh, released a patch where, you know, it has to be like kid friendly. So I'm pretty sure like all the raps are going to be, you know, blurred out or, you know, oh, yeah. he's cussing and it's going to be, you know, censored out. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely interested to see like what songs like he actually performs in the game. Yeah. Hopefully this will bring his streams up and hopefully the young crowd could be like, wow, like Eminem was super nice back in the day. Yeah. And yeah, he was definitely still a goat. I'm sorry. Yeah, Eminem's still the ghost. Definitely up there. He's definitely up there. He's deserving of it. Speaking of Fortnite and music, what else they got? So our next topic of the day, Hype X on X. Upcoming music mode with collabs. Fortnite is working on a rhythm mode called Festival. It has a casual and compelling. Uh, you'll be able to play vocals, guitar, drums, bass, solo or team with free rewards. This comes from X, formerly known as Twitter. So the upcoming music mode with collabs, Fortnite is working on a rhythm mode called Festival again, and you'll be able to play all these instruments, and they have artists like um, Lady Gaga, Poker Face, Linkin Park, Numb, uh, Toto, Africa, Imagine Dragons, Thunder, Alice Cooper, Poison, and different Fortnite music packs, uh, which is expected to release on December the 9th. 
I'm not all in. These are all rumors, by the way. These are just rumors, by the way. But this guy or gal at It's Unreleased, they are known to have a little leaks out here that came to fruition before. Definitely. And uh, they're usually on point with it, too. So I definitely could see them doing this. Um, they definitely have different uh, emotes on Fortnite where you can just dance and uh, do fireworks. So I'm pretty sure, you know, this music mode is, you know, definitely in the works. Um, I'm pretty sure you can also already kind of do something like this where they have a uh, concert uh, on like an actual server and then pretty much only premieres like whenever they're having something or getting ready to have something. So um, I definitely could see this music mode coming to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This goes back to us talking about them using Fortnite as a platform and it's bigger than just being the Battle Royale video game. And now they're adding you know, essentially a rock band kind of component, a guitar hero kind of component into their game. And I'm really intrigued to see how they go about this. Like, are they giving out peripherals or are they selling peripherals or are you just going to be using the in-game guitars and drums and stuff? And then th even yeah. think about the potential of the microtransactions, of all the skins you could have with the different guitars. You could be like, oh, this is Travis Scott guitar. Or this is, you know, Bon Jovi's guitar or something like that. You know, Lady Gaga's microphone and all those things is just way more ways to get V-Bucks out of everybody. So it's kind of smart, kind of smart. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can definitely see uh, Fortnite selling out these packs because everybody wants to be exclusive nowadays. Uh, everybody wants the coolest, newest thing on Fortnite and all these microtransactions. Uh, just keep making Fortnite richer, to be honest. Epic Games, uh, um, I'm pretty sure they're on their way to, to making millions. <laughs> Billions. <laughs> Billions would be capital B. <laughs> yeah, you know, they make the Unreal Engine. So on top of that, that... The yeah. money that they get from basically providing majority of the video game world with an engine to use their games for, um, they're sitting pretty well, sitting pretty well. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were using their, um, didn't they buy um, like a, a garage band or band camp, I believe it was, um, for their audio department and I know they had layoffs there but maybe they're yeah. just transferring their people inside of Epic themselves and using their expertise to plug that into Fortnite the platform since they know Fortnite is so big so if you're going to use your platform and your resources plug that stuff into Fortnite and you're way more susceptible to succeed I'm kind of thinking yeah definitely that. Oh, definitely, definitely. And the game, Fortnite looks amazing. <laughs> Fortnite looks amazing. Uh, everything that they're doing over there is amazing. The quality is amazing. Uh, the sound is amazing. Um, they're actually putting, like, when you boot up the game, there's the songs that I actually play now. I'm pretty sure I got, like, a Kid Leroy pack where, you know, as soon as I start the game, it starts playing all different uh, Kid Leroy songs. So, uh, yeah, definitely. It's it's dope. It's dope. They're all yeah. Epic Games is on to something. Watch yeah. out for them. No, they, they, they've been here, and they're going to continue to be here. And somebody else who's here uh, who makes game engines is a company called Game Maker, and they have a wild announcement that Game Engine Game Maker is now free for non-commercial use. This comes from Video Game Chronicles by Chris Schoolian. 
Since August 2021, Scotland-based developer YoYo Games game engine has been free to use, but developers wishing to export or publish their game had to publish a subscription fee of $9.99 a month for non-console platforms or $79.99 a month for all platforms, including consoles. Now, as announced in a new post on the software's blog, the payment model has been changed to make it cheaper for commercial developers and entirely free for non-commercial ones. GameMaker is now, quote, absolutely free to download and keep forever for non-commercial use, according to its FAQ page. Quote, we have seen other platformers making awkward moves with their pricing and terms. Game maker head Russell K. Ruff said, referring to Uni Unity's controversial monetization plans earlier this year. I think this is this is big news. I remember in college, we was trying to use Game Maker because um, Unreal Engine wasn't working too well on Macs back then. Right. So Game Maker was one of the only things we were able to use for our projects and stuff. Um. So having this be essentially free it's, it's big especially for the you know the dindy crowd the college crowd and people who just might want to dabble into creating a game for themselves this is a good stepping stone to start to use yeah it's definitely a lot of dabblers out here um i could definitely see you know the indie market you know definitely using this um i'm not sure if they would have to give credit to game maker since it's essentially free um, I would like to see, like, you know, what the terms of service are for this. Because, um, you know, if, once you're paying for something, you can you can use it however you want it. But if it's free, I know it comes kind of comes with sometimes like a catch sometimes. So I'm definitely interested to see, like, you know, how it goes. Yeah. Let's see what they say. They say, quote, so we thought, what if we did the opposite? Something that we could actually be good for developers. Our success is measured by the number of people making our games. Developers can export the game to Mac, Linux, Android, PC, iPhone, and web without paying any fees as long as they don't plan on making any money. See, that's the key. However, if they do want to sell their game, they just pay a one-time fee of $100 versus the old monthly subscription. And that's, what, that's with PC, Mac, Linux, Android, iOS, and web. But for consoles, if they wanted to sell, they'll have to do the $79.99 a month subscription. But they also announced you'll be able to export for free for consoles, but only for non-commercial education games, as long as you're set up as an education account. So there's a lot of crossing the T's, dotting the I's going on there. Yeah. Yeah, you better watch out. Read them Read them terms of service oh, yeah. contracts real carefully. Yeah, but like you know, little dabblers, um, this is definitely something amazing for them. And um, I know Unreal Engine is free too, but Unreal Engine is kind of heavy. And if you don't have like very heavy the the beef to to use it, then um, Game Maker might be something for you. And you maybe you want to do a little iPhone Android game or a web web game to try to you know dabble your toes into the creative department of video game development. And here's here's your opportunity right here without having to pay a dime. Definitely. And well, speaking of beef, there's also beef within the PlayStation community. If you haven't heard, PlayStation 5 is remaking The Last of Us Part 2 Remaster. And a lot of gamers are like, ooh, 
I don't want to buy it. Why is there a Last of Us remaster? But let's get into it. So this is coming from Naughty Dog and Dornbush Editorial from uh, Content Manager. The Last of Us Part 2 remaster is designed to let you dig deeper into both of its development and mecha um, mechanics. Chief among these is a brand new mode called No Return, a roguelike survival mode designed to let players prove their metal, randomized encounters and experience. The Last of Us Part 2's combat and a fresh experience. The mode includes a host of playable characters to choose from, some playable for the first time in the Last of Us franchise, which you may have spotted in the trailer, who each come with their own traits to suit different playstyles, players, will chart their own course on each run, choosing between various stealth and combat encounters that will allow you to pit um, against a range of enemies with unique twists that can add new, unexpected factors to any given encounter. Mm. So new characters, different encounters, new mechanics. How, how you feeling about this, Buddha? Um, I'm... I'm I'm tricky on it. Like The Last of Us Part Two just came out not that long ago, and it was literally just remastered in a sense for PlayStation Five with sixty frames per second and high resolution with dual sense controls and all that stuff. So, and f first glance, this kind of looks like a cash grab from Sony, like and wanting to capitalize on The Last of Us hype and being able to get another seventy dollars out of people. But going through what they're explained right here, how they add in the roguelike survival mode and all the other little features that they're adding, this right. is definitely a substantially bigger game, beefier game. And I know. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm looking forward to it. I, did they say this is co-op by any chance? Or is this like a solo run kind of thing? Well, it's looking like it's going to be a solo run type of thing, but we can talk about it more. So you should be able to unlock more skins, guitar free play mode. Uh, you will be able to uh, see unfinished levels cut from the game while also being to able to see the glimpse into the creative process. It will also be noticeable to note 1440p upscale to 4K unlocked frame rate for VRR. You can also get all of this for a whopping $10 if you bought it on PS4. You will also be able to import your saves from the original game into the remaster. Okay, now so, now they're talking to me nice. Now we're <laughs> we're spe we're speaking Buddha language right here. Okay, <laughs> ten dollars yeah. you had. All right, ten dollars. All for ten dollars. But that's if you bought the game already. So, um, I think that's a perfect trade off. I get you get to get to see levels that have not been released yet. Uh, you get to do different modes in the game, different encounters. Uh, you've gotten to get to see, like, the art within the game. Um, you know, The Last of Us is a beautiful art. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We were talking about this on EP2. Um, and I, I think it would be awesome to see this all in 4K. Well, upscaled. Yeah. Upscaled. <laughs> and, and this is great for the people that just got into last of us because of the tv show or even because of the remastered of the original one and you still got that itch because the remastered um just came out what was it, a year ago i believe so getting that itch scratch within a year kind of mm -hmm. reminds us of going back to the old 
days of you getting a sequel to your game a year later or something like that. And you don't have to wait too long to play your game and find a continuation of where those characters that you enjoy so much, where they're at and where their story leads to. And now you get to experience it in clearer HD, VRR, and all that other extra good stuff. Right. And I, I'm thinking like this, like, I played The Last of Us Part Two, but I didn't platinum the game. So I'm thinking of maybe buying a $10 version just to platinum the game and see all these undeleted, you know, scenes and cutscenes and uh, different playable characters. So I'm, I'm definitely excited. I'm definitely excited. Um, now, do I feel as though if you haven't bought the game to go ahead and buy this? Eh. I don't know. It's definitely up to you. Definitely up to the players. Um, I definitely will say that they're shooting, I believe, HBO starting in 2024, and we want to get to see it until 2025. So um, it's kind of like an in-between period, you know? That's what that's what I'm kind of thinking of it as, an in-between period to calm our nerves. We don't get to see the whole show for quite some time, so we get to play the video game instead and see cutscenes and get a little detail into, you know, what they were making while making The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I agree with everything you just said. They know what they're doing. And for players like me who have not played Last of Us 2, this is the one that I was waiting for because I knew that I could count on Sony and I would get a proper PS5 version, so to speak, of the game and play it at the best fidelity possible at the time. And I'm sure by the end of next year, there'll be a last of us part two ps5 pro update and that's something we'll talk about when it when it gets here but am i going to wait for that or will i play it here or will i will they release it on pc and i play it on pc those are questions that i'm contemplating right now so we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes but other than that i like i like everything they're doing about that i like everything about the last of us and i can't wait to can see what the story takes us yeah, definitely. And you know where we need y'all to take us. Hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure y'all smash and then like that subscribe. Do all of that. Leave comments below. Uh, make sure y'all rate the view on Apple and Spotify podcast. We appreciate y'all. It definitely helps a lot. It pushes out the content. So please, please, please keep it going. Keep it going. Please, please. We need and appreciate every little bit that you give to us and everything you give to us just makes us a little bit more better the week after and we could continue to do this and bringing even more than a weekly podcast to you who knows definitely ha, i would love that more than a weekly podcast uh tell us what you like what you don't like so we can you know make this show better than what it is right now 100 percent, 100 percent. so we won't go into the next yeah, yeah. topic let's take it let's take it let's, let's take energy names bob so, entertainment news today, we have The Penguin. Colin Farrell returns in the Batman spinoff crime series Discount from Empire Online by Ben Travis. It has now been confirmed that it'll actually, quote, pick up days after where the Batman ended, exploring the moves that Copperpot makes in the power vacuum left by Carmine Viconi's departure. It'll likely be a while before the Batman 2 makes its way to the big screen. The Penguin is being described as, quote, 
the next chapter in the Batman saga, building the myth of Gotham to even greater heights before the Bat is back in business. Get ready to dive even deeper into the city's darkest corners. There hasn't been a full trailer yet, but Max did show an, quote, in-production teaser earlier this year. It showed us a brief look of some footage from the series. We also get to see Cobblebot try to establish himself as the, quote, new kingpin of Gotham, following the void that was left in the city's underworld after the events of the Batman. Yeah, so mm. did, you, did you see the Batman movie? Oh, yeah, I seen the Batman movie. Uh, I went to go see it with my best friend, Karen. Uh, we had a good time in the movie theaters. Um, yeah, I'm definitely excited for this, uh, especially because I think it's going to be great. Max is, is out here. HBO, well, it used to be called HBO Max, but now it's called Max. And they are really, like, throwing money at these big productions. So I got to see, you know, Batman being great. Yeah. Do you think that... Batman's going to make an appearance in the show? Um, I believe it's quite possible. If you guys are audio listeners, we did see like a glimpse, a small glimpse of Batman. So I'm pretty sure he's going to be in it. Um, but it does look like majority of it, you know, it's going to be like a background story. And, when, you know, we're definitely going to, you know, get little glimpses of things and going to into the progression of, you know, how he gets into it with Batman. Right. All right. And also, just so everyone knows that the Penguin does take place in the same universe as Robert Pattinson's Batman movie. However, it does not take place in the greater overall story of the new rebooted DC universe. And that's going to start next year with James Gunn and Creech Commandos. And then in 2025, we get Superman Legacy. And from there on out, um, we'll... They have like the, a special way of tar telling the audience what these products are. So the Batman will be considered the Elseworlds, the DC Elseworlds, meaning that creators have their own little pocket of creativity and they can do whatever they want with those characters. And it has no ties to the overall DC universe. And then you have the, obviously the DC universe with those characters and they have a connective tissue to the storylines and previously and everything like that um so you will get two batman sometimes you might even get two superman movies and some shows that overlap from each other so they're doing something similar to what marvel's doing with their marvel spotlight the only thing is i think marvel spotlight does consider canon in a way it's just that you don't have to watch it to understand the story versus dc elseworlds is those are completely separate no matter what they have nothing to do with the overall arching story of the dc universe so which is kind of cool yeah definitely and um like i was saying like they're inside this uh show destroying maseratis and destroying uh what was that last uh suv that was a lincoln like that's money that's money. Like it has to be great. It has to be great. So yeah. I definitely um can't wait to see it when it drops on HBO Max. If you haven't watched any of the Batman movies, make sure you guys are subscribed to Netflix. Netflix is getting ready to drop a bunch of Marvel movies on their streaming platform. And speaking of different universes, there is a Star Wars Undertakes universe shaking changes after Ahsoka. 
by Anthony Bezikon for Vanity Fair. Go ahead, Buddha. Go ahead, take this. Yes, sir. So, Dave Filoni has a new mission in the Star Wars universe after guiding Rosario Dawson's force-wielding hero to distant celestial realms in the first season of Ahsoka. The writer, producer, director, who started out working alongside George Lucas on the animated Clone Wars show nearly two decades ago, has ascended to a new position at Lucasfilm, one that will give him input into all the galactic storytelling going forward. Quote, Now I'm what's called Chief Creative Officer of Lucasfilm, Filoni tells Vanity Fair, which places him into the development process much earlier and in much more expansive capacity than his previous adversary duties. Quote, in the past, and a lot of the projects I would be brought into, I would see it after it had already been developed at good ways. Filoni will now work more directly with Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy and alongside Carrie Beck, a veteran producer turned head of development, to originate and shepherd the next generation of Star Wars shows and movies. Quote, in this new role, it's opened up to basically everything that's going on, Filoni says. When we're planning the future of what we're doing, I'm involved at the inception phase. He continues, I'm not going to be telling people what to do, but I do feel I'm trying to help tell the best story that they want to tell. I need to help. I need to be a help across the galaxy here, like a part of a Jedi Council almost. He described his responsibilities as understanding the intent of the filmmakers and being a resource to them based on his mentorship under Lucas himself and his years spent steering the Clark Wars, Rebels, and Ahsoka's. Quote, literally hours now of Star Wars storytelling I have done, he said, before pausing to rethink his syntax. See, I even phrased that like Yoda. So, for me, as a Star Wars nerd, this is fantastic freaking news, because Dave has basically been the apprentice to George Lucas this whole time. And like they said, Clone Wars was started 20 years ago before Disney even touched Star Wars. And Clone Wars is essential to Star Wars canon. And he continued it with Rebels. He continued it with Ahsoka. And it's just that he's like the Wikipedia, essentially, of Star Wars and how he knows how these stories and these characters are supposed to be. And how, and like he said, being able to pick his brain, but what's the point of picking his brain if you already started the production or if you already started writing the projects or if you already started what you thought this was supposed to be and you bring him and you he tells you no that's not like that but you're like hey don't worry about it it's it's okay anyway you end up where star wars has ended up now all this star wars things that have happened on disney plus have been because of him and john Favreau. so to Star Wars fandom owes a lot to this. And I also know that there's a lot of Star Wars fans who was upset with Ahsoka and they blamed the pacing or the the effects or whatever the case may be. But clearly Disney saw that this man can not only do the storytelling, but he can do it in live action. So for him being able to do this in live action and have the storytelling backing in his mind, he can, like you said, create, help the creators create a better story and a better overarching story so that we won't run into what we ran into with the Disney, 
was it seven, eight, and nine, how they had three separate stories and they tried to put them all together when it was too late. And now we have the Mandalorian universe where all these shows intertwine and hopefully his movie is supposed to be the culmination of all the Disney Plus TV shows that have came to be so far. So I'm super hyped. I know a hell of people are super hyped. And the chief creative officer title is like second only to a CEO title because who wants to be in barroom meetings all day? You want to be a creator. You want to create things. And I'm so happy he has his role and he gets to show people what he's made of. Yeah, there's definitely a plethora of different stories for Star Wars going way back before I was even born. Um, they have like live action TV shows, animated TV shows. You have the movies, you have the video games. Like it's a lot going on within Star Wars. Um, and I'm definitely interested to see like, you know, how they definitely spin this off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They and one of the major gripes that I'm sure he had with with Disney was that Disney didn't use George Lucas's scripts for 789 they wanted to do their own thing and when they did their own thing we saw how that turned out and they let the Mandalorian universe rumor is that they sent that out to die they didn't think that was going to be anything and they kind of find out that was the biggest thing to come out of Disney Plus and that literally saved Disney Plus because Disney Plus had nothing at the time when Mandalorian came out um, so having that push in and because of the Mandalorian, we was able to bring the fans back for Obi-Wan and bring the fan back love for Christian Hadison with Darth Vader and the love for the prequels and all that stuff. So, and that's a lot of that is because of Dave, because he spent so much time as the tutelage with George Lucas. So he understands these stories better than almost anybody. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you know who else understands the story? Our subscribers. Y'all make sure y'all like it. Hit that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed. Make sure you're great. Podcast on Apple and Spotify. We definitely appreciate it. Everything. We're on all social media platforms. Twitter, formerly, well, X, formerly known as Twitter. Facebook. We're also on TikTok. TikTok. Oh, what else we're on? IG. We're on IG. YouTube Shorts. YouTube Shorts, yo, are YouTube Shorts picking up too, and TikTok? And if there's any platforms that you that we're not on, and you guys want us to be on, just let us know. We're um, we'll throw ourselves right on there. Definitely, I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> so our last uh, topic for today is going to be technology, and we're gonna start with Sunbird as an AI message app for Android shuts down for now. This is from Nine to Five Mac. Sunbird, the pretty sketchy iPhone message app uh, for Android, has been exposed as having majority privacy concerns and has now opted to shut down the app for the time being. Nothing in response to the problems opted to block downloads from Nothing Chats almost immediately. Further, a notification was sent to users who had set up the app that the usage of the app has been paused. In the Sunbirds subreddit, users showed images of a notification stated the app is on pause for now. Dear Sunbird user, we have decided to pause Sunbird users for now while we investigate security concerns. We will update you when we are ready to proceed. Sheesh, that's crazy. Uh, I definitely expected it to come, though. I was waiting for this. 
Yeah, we we talked about this last week how you know there was some privacy concerns with with the game and I mean with the iMessage app and having the iPhone and having it be encrypted and things. So it was inevitable. It was inevitable. And then, and honestly, I thought Apple will be the ones to to close it down, not them. But apparently, somebody on Twitter named um at evo wiz created a thread and have a summary where it says essentially sunbird has access to every message sent and received through the app on your device all of the documents images videos audios pdfs v cards sent through the nothing chat and sunbird are essentially public and nothing chats is not end-to-end encrypted. And you can go on his thread, his his Twitter name or X name is at E-V-O-W-I-Z-Z. He has a complete thread on everything, privacy concerns and how he figured all that out. And basically our worst fears are there because a company somewhere, somehow has access to all of the things that we hold dear and we gave them that access. So nobody else is to blame but ourselves. If you did yeah, go through that process. Yeah, and again, I, Apple, what's going on, Apple? You should have been the ones to, you know, stop this from the jump. Um, I feel like there's plenty of apps that I have on my phone now that you've deleted, cut from the app store right away. Um, apps like that have free movies for everyone you've cut that immediately so what was you know the whole thing with you know privacy concerns do you even really care about you know the consumers that are on your platform apple so they can my take on it they care when they get 30 <laughs> percent. definitely definitely and speaking on the topic of Apple, the iPhone 16 and the iPhone 16 Plus will only have 60 hertz displays. So, so what do you think about that, Buddha? Um, remember last week they said how the iOS 18 was supposed to be a very ambitious software because the iPhone 16 won't have any special hardware features, and yeah, this is part of it. You have an iPhone 16 and a 16 plus that only has a 60 hertz display in the year 2024 that's that's just as a technology company that's charging almost a thousand dollars for these phones that's yeah. that's a tough pill to swallow honestly yeah definitely because me i mean my iphone 13 pro max has 120 hertz refresh rate along with an oled screen which is why i got the phone so i'm pretty sure like you already have this technology why can't you just put it into these phones why do you always you know have to you know play yourself pretty much you're playing yourself oh, um you have the technology nice. already you're playing nice you're playing you're playing us but they're also playing themselves <laughs> Cause I mean, nobody's gonna want to buy your phone. You you have a, a previous iPhone that that that's 120 hertz, and you're trying to sell this iPhone 16 for 10 times more because it has this you know these features, these software features. They're not gonna buy it. They're not gonna buy it. Why? When they can just buy an older phone. So it's technically, yeah, you're playing us, but you're also playing yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when the 16 comes out, they won't be selling a 13 Pro Max by then. And all this shows is that they're trying to basically differentiate as much as they can between the regular models and the pro models to justify that price increase. So they're going to put as many things as they can into those pro models 
to be like, hey, you need to pay this extra $200, not only because it has a bigger screen, but because you only get X amount of features on these devices versus the lower quality devices, essentially. But if that's the case, I don't even know why you're selling four phones. Um, but yeah. that's that. That's a trillion dollar company. So who am I to say? To say? Yeah, it is a trillion dollar company. But again, I feel like Apple's kind of shooting themselves in the foot, just like they're shooting themselves in the foot with this upcoming iPad model. The iPad will have an OLED screen, uh, and this is coming from ET News. So Apple plans to transition the iPad lineup to OLED displays starting next year with the iPad Pro models. Future iPad mini with a larger 8.7 OLED display, which is also in the works. So again, it's not only in the Pro model, it's also in your mini display model, and that's coming from ET News. So it's just like, you know, if you can do this with the smaller model and the Pro model, like what's What's differentiating from your phones? Like, I, I just don't get it. Again, they are a trillion dollar company, so you obviously are doing something right, but. <laughs> well, by, by them continuing to split those categories up to make you spend more um, later on, and actually think about it, if you buy a 16 or 16 plus, um, you're more likely to buy a 17 Pro versus waiting for an 18 or an 18 plus because you're like, wow, I experienced this, but I know what the pro features are. I kind of want those. So my next one will be a pro version of the phone versus them just sticking with the phone that they have. And also too, these phones are getting so powerful and they're able to last for so long. There's really not much need to have to upgrade every year or every two years, like, like you used to. So do you have to find like they said, ambitious ways to make your customers come again to your product and spend that money that you want them to spend. Definitely. And speaking of spending money, we're getting into holiday time. We're dropping this episode on Thanksgiving Day. It's holiday time. We're getting into Black Friday deals, the best deals on Amazon, Best Buy, and more. You want to read off that list, Buddha? Yeah, so we got our list from The Verge. You can go to The Verge and click on Early Black Friday 2023. And they have literally 100 plus different um, deals you can get on. And if you go on our screen right now for our visual watches, you have the things like the Apple AirPod Pros, the second gen, 24% off at 190 You can get some... Regular Bose Quiet Ultra headphones for twelve percent off at three seventy nine. There's so many different discounts on so many different things on this website. A Google Pixel Watch for two hundred, uh, Apple twenty twenty two watch for one hundred and seventy nine. They have um plenty of other things like phones. The Motorola Razr Plus, um three hundred dollars off at seven hundred dollars if you want. TV, they have TVs, you have tablets, they have so many different things online and on sale. I encourage you to go to The Verge Black Friday and check every single one out. They have links to everything that you need and what you're looking for. And these, again, these are just the early Black Friday ones. So by the time you're watching this video, the 
the official Black Friday deals should be out by then. So definitely go online and check all your websites, your favorite websites, your favorite Twitter accounts to get all those deals necessary. And also, I believe Cyber Monday is this Monday. So Cyber Monday is this Monday. You know, your your pilot, your pockets will not like you this week, but hey, that's why we buy these tech things for for ourselves, not our pockets. That is definitely correct. But you know who will like you next week? Us. If you hit that like and subscribe button, smash that thing. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, we love you guys so much. Uh, make appreciate sure you guys leave us some comments, what you like, what you don't like. Um, If you enjoyed the show, if you didn't enjoy the show, please let us know, man. Make sure you're writing us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we, again, we definitely, definitely appreciate y'all, man. Too much. Happy, Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Get that food, get that itis, check out them games, whether it be sport, video games, movies, TV shows. Tell us what you've been watching this week and maybe give us some recommendations on what we should be watching, what you should be looking out for. Definitely. Definitely. All right, guys, until next time, it's been a great, wonderful get-together podcast exclusively on the GET Network, man. Thank you guys so much. Peace. So, yeah, it is a trillion dollar company, but again, I feel like Apple's kind of shooting themselves in the foot, just like they're shooting themselves in the foot with this upcoming iPad model. The iPad will have an OLED screen, uh, and this is coming from ET News. So, Apple plans to transition the iPad lineup to OLED displays starting next year with the iPad Pro models. Future iPad mini with a larger 8.7 OLED display, which is also in the works. So Again, it's not only in the pro model, it's also in your mini display model, and that's coming from ET News. So it's just like, you know, if you can do this with the smaller model and the pro model, like what's what's differentiating from your phones? Like, I, I just don't get it. Again, they are a trillion dollar company, so you obviously are doing something right, but. <laughs> well, by, by them continuing to split those categories up to make you spend more um later on and actually think about it if you buy a 16 or 16 plus um you're more likely to buy a 17 pro versus waiting for a 18 or 18 plus because you're like wow i experienced this but i know what the pro features are i kind of want those so my next one will be a pro version of the phone versus them just sticking with the phone that they have. And also too, these phones are getting so powerful and they're able to last for so long, there's really not much need to have to upgrade every year or every two years like like you used to. So do you have to find, like they said, ambitious ways to make your customers come again to your product and spend that money that you want them to spend? Definitely. And speaking of spending money, we're getting into holiday time. We're dropping this episode on Thanksgiving Day. It's holiday time. We're getting into Black Friday deals, the best deals on Amazon, Best Buy, and more. You want to read off that list, Buddha? 
Yeah, so we got our list from The Verge. You can go to The Verge and click on Early Black Friday 2023, and they have literally 100-plus different um, deals you can get on. And if you go on our screen right now for our visual watches, you have the things like the Apple AirPod Pros, the second gen, 24% off at 190 You can get some... Regular Bose Quiet Ultra headphones for twelve percent off at three seventy nine. There's so many different discounts on so many different things on this website. A Google Pixel Watch for two hundred, uh, Apple twenty twenty two watch for one hundred and seventy nine. They have um plenty of other things like phones. The Motorola Razor Plus, um three hundred dollars off at seven hundred dollars if you want. TV, they have TVs, you have tablets, they have so many different things online and on sale. I encourage you to go to The Verge Black Friday and check every single one out. They have links to everything that you need and what you're looking for. And these, again, these are just the early Black Friday ones. So by the time you're watching this video, the the official Black Friday deals should be out by then. So definitely go online and check all your websites, your favorite websites, your favorite Twitter accounts to get all those deals necessary. And also, I believe Cyber Monday is this Monday. So Cyber Monday is this Monday. You know, your your pilot your pockets will not like you this week, but hey, that's why we buy these tech things for for ourselves, not our pockets. That is definitely correct. But you know who will like you next week? Us. If you hit that like and subscribe button, smash that thing. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, we love you guys so much. Uh, make appreciate sure you guys you. leave us some comments what you like, what you don't like. Um, If you enjoyed the show, if you didn't enjoy the show, please let us know, man. Make sure you're writing us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And again, we definitely, definitely appreciate y'all, man. Too much. Happy, happy holidays. Happy holidays, man. Yeah. Get that food, get that itis, check out them games, whether it be sport, video games, movies, TV shows. Tell us what you've been watching this week and maybe give us some recommendations on what we should be watching, what you should be looking out for. Definitely. Definitely. All right, guys, until next time, it's been a great, wonderful get together podcast exclusively on the GET Network, man. Thank you guys so much. Peace. Peace.